Readers Entertainment Radio presents Book Lights with your host, author Lisa Kessler. Book Lights, where we're shining a light on good books. Hi, everyone. It's October. It's my time of year. Um, (laughs) So anyway, welcome to our first October show of 2019. And usually during this month, I have people who write... um, paranormal, horror, fantasy, sci-fi, you know, we get way out there because it's October and we all want to get spooky, right? So we're kicking off the month with author V.S. Holmes. She writes a lot of sci-fi and epic fantasy. You're going to love meeting her. Um, If you haven't read V.S. Holmes yet, I will read her bio for you. And I did put a link to her website right there on the Blog Talk site. So if you're listening live or later, um, click that and you can go check out our website. And she also has some free reads on there for you, too, so you can try before you buy. So um, definitely check her out. So here's her bio. V.S. Holmes is an international best-selling author. She created the Reforged series and the Nell Bentley books. Smoke and Rain, the first book in her fantasy quartet, won the New Apple Literary's Excellence in, in – <laughs> I can read Excellence in Independent Publishing Award in 2015. In addition, she has published short fiction in several anthologies. When not writing, she works as a contract archaeologist. Oh, my gosh, we're going to ask about that. Doing, <laughs> doing throughout the northeastern U.S., she lives in a tiny house with her spouse, a fellow archaeologist, and their not-so-tiny dog. They own way too many books for such a small abode. And as a disabled queer human, she works as an advocate and educator for representation in sci-fi fantasy worlds. Again, check out our website, and without any further ado, are you there, V? I am. Yay! And you are (laughs) all the way over on the other side of the country from me. You're getting fall colors, right? fall there? I am. <laughs> yeah, it's it's quite beautiful. I mean, it's it's raining right now, but um the past few days have just been been stunning. We're we're very lucky to live where we live. Yeah. It, you won't say that though when you're packed in with snow, right? <laughs> no, no. We uh we <laughs> usually get close to 5 feet and that's uh that's more oh than plenty. <laughs> So, yeah. <laughs> yeah, so for a couple months you're like, why do we live here? <laughs> <laughs> yes, yeah. <laughs> so, you have a new box set out with a few other authors, right? Called Dark Horizons that just came out. Yes, um it uh came out September 17th and uh I've just been having so much fun with it. Um, at first, it was just sort of a fun way to, to network and meet some other sci-fi uh, authors. But as we got together and as I was looking at the different books that, that were submitted, I realized there was this theme of finding hope and community in a dark place. And that's something that I think is really important, um, especially right now where, um, you know, yes. the, our, our country and, and the world where, where, where we're at. Um, so that's, uh, that's sort of the theme that, that came out very organically and um, the, the books in it, I mean, hopefully mine too, but uh, definitely the, the other books in it are just so incredible and so hopeful. And I mean, of course it's, it's dark, um, dark horizons after all, but uh, there's, there's definitely some really beautiful themes. 
I love that. And I I write paranormal romance, which tends to be on the darker side, lots of death and things. Mm-hmm. But there, the the cool thing is that you can really shine a light through it all. And and because my books are romance, you have to have a happy ending. So through it all, you know, at some point they're they're gonna find their tribe and they're gonna have that happy ending. And I think it's more powerful when it's set in a dark setting, don't you think? Oh, for sure. And I think people can, you know, because to, to varying degrees, we all have a, a dark setting, um, you know, at, at some point in our lives. And I think it's really easy to relate to characters who are struggling with things, even if it's, you know, a little bit more uh, magical than our, our real world right. problems. So. <laughs> I yeah, mean, maybe sometimes that's know. a nice escape. <laughs> yes, yeah. <laughs> It's nice to see somebody who has the problem of the world will explode if you don't find this special talisman as opposed to how am I going to make rent this month? <laughs> right, which does feel like your world's going to explode. but <laughs> It does, <laughs> yes. <laughs> and um, your book in Dark Horizons is The Travelers, right? That's a sci-fi? Yes, so Travelers is the first um, full-length book in my Nell Bentley series. And um, that's sort of the the lesbian archaeologist in space series. So that uh, has nice. there definitely some some dark things, but we're we're getting to the hopeful part. <laughs> <laughs> so that one, um, how much of how much of her is you? She's actually the character who's probably the closest to me um, in in the most obvious ways, I guess. Um, I'd, I'd like to think I've learned to control my temper a bit better than she has, um, which is part of her story arc. Um, when, when my dad first read it, he had this, this comment. He says, you know, it's, it's a good book. I just, I don't really like her very much. I'm like, ouch. Oh, <laughs> um, dad. But of course, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm probably sweeter to him than I am to the, uh, to the average human that I encounter. Um, and, and Nell's kind of my way of getting my snarky retorts out. Um, without, you know, risking my job or professional contacts. Right. And, you know, (laughs) in fiction, when you write, you can really think for a while and come up with the perfect comeback line and stuff like that, or at least (laughs) I I find that. And in real life, I never do. I always come up with it like the next day. I'm like, really? Why couldn't I thought to say that yesterday? (laughs) Do you you have that same thing or, or are you quick on your feet? Um, I, I am quick on my feet, um, though sometimes it probably would be best if I wasn't. Um, <laughs> I uh, I can get very candid, and uh, especially, you know, working in, in a highly charged political environment, um, which, you know, that's that's what archaeology is. There's, there's a lot of uh, moving parts. You know, it can right. it can be better to to keep your thoughts to yourself sometimes, but uh, I I like to think when I do have a good retort, you know, it's, you know, I... I can think of it on the spot. Oh, you're so lucky. (laughs) (laughs) They never come to me in the moment. (laughs) But but it's fun when you write because you can really give it some thought. (laughs) And then your character looks really smooth. Yeah, in in middle school, I'm I'm sure I could have used a little bit more thinking on my feet, Um, but that's been a a development that I've that I've worked on. So, (laughs) 
So um, sci-fi isn't all that you write. You also write epic fantasy. And we were talking before the show about Smoke and Rain. It just became an international bestseller, right? Yeah, it uh, topped the fantasy charts in Australia, the U.K., and Canada, which just, like, I I started crying as soon as I saw the the uh, rankings um, because it's it's the first book that I wrote um, in, in a professional, serious way, and it's sort of been with me through a lot of my formative um, years, and seeing that was just like, oh, my God, p- people are, people see it, you know, and uh, it was just one of the most, most incredible feelings for sure. Yeah, that's very cool. And and Smoke and Rain is part of a series, right? Yeah, it's it's the first book in the Reforged Quartet. Um and the the last book in this specific quartet comes out at the end of April of 2020, which is like terrifying trying to wrap up all the loose ends. <laughs> um make sure right. you know, I spell everyone's name right the same way. Um, but it's also, it, it's been fun too, cause I'm, I'm definitely going to go back to this world. I have, uh, two other quartets planned, um, one of which takes place 200 years before Reforged and the next that takes place okay. about 50 years after. So I, I do get to go back and revisit maybe a few of the characters who I haven't managed to kill off yet. So. <laughs> <laughs> Is that um, is that part of what draws you to writing fantasy and sci-fi, is that you can just skip around in the timeline? A little bit, yeah. I think, too, it's, um, it's a lot easier to write something that's impacting readers when they're not necessarily expecting it to, um, which <laughs> sounds kind of mean. But I think, especially growing up reading sci-fi and fantasy, when you see a character solving these problems, and it's, you know, in, in a magical world or in, you know, space or something, it gets into your head on sort of a, a subconscious level in a way that I personally haven't experienced, um, you know, a lot more just contemporary fiction or nonfiction, you know, right. getting in, in into my head. And I think it's easier for me and for a lot of readers who, who read those genres to sort of see themselves organically um, develop in, mm-hmm. in the the plot or in the book. And um, I, I don't know. I just, I think it can be much more powerful when you're not expecting it. Right. Well, I think too, when you're dealing with out, out of our current reality, I think also you can really see the hero's journey, if that makes sense. You're mm-hmm. not distracted yeah. by, you know, current events that are happening because you're in a whole different world. Like you think about Star Wars and people are like, oh, Luke is the hope. And, you know, and, and mm-hmm. you can really feel that because it's not happening in Chicago, you know, or, or yeah, somewhere on exactly. the map. And if you're reading, too, about, uh, you know, a character who might have a background or experiences that differ from your own, when it is set in this world, you can sort of easily fall back on the, like, oh, well, this is just sort of a political message. And when it's hidden or embedded in a world that you don't recognize as as easily, I think those stories can uh, touch you in a different way and and kind of open you up to, to new ideas. I totally agree. So when you, I always ask people, you know, what was your writing journey like? When did you decide to go from a reader to an author? When, you know, how did it all happen for you? I mean, I've, I've been writing uh, stories since, since I could write. Um, 
you know, maybe not very, very good ones. Um, <laughs> my, I found <laughs> we recently like the first, <laughs> right? Exactly. Yes. Yeah, it's, it's definitely a journey. Um, I found my first <laughs> ever book that I wrote, which was like, um, like Pinky the Fish or something like that. Um, and the, the first page of, you know, I, I managed to figure out that you're supposed to dedicate your book to someone. And so the first page is dedicated to my fish who died. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Um, I, I, I'd like to think I've, you know, gotten, gotten a little bit more nuanced in, in my dedications now. Um, but yeah, I've, I've definitely, you know, written forever, <laughs> but Smoke and Rain was the first one I really, not, not the first one I finished, but the first book that I decided, like, I can actually do something with this. And, um, mm-hmm. r- around college era, um, I decided like, okay, no, I, I, I need to like really focus on this and, you know, pay attention to maybe some more creative writing classes or, you know, read more critically, um, from, from a writer's standpoint and see what people are doing with right. language. Um, so it was the first time it was really intentional and not just like, I'm going to tell a fun story. Right. Right. <laughs> Which is also and, nice, but <laughs> Yeah, and then um, you were, obviously, you're an archaeologist, so you weren't studying writing in school, but writing was just, uh, it was a passion for you. Did you feel like you just had to write, or how did that, how did you balance between college and I'm going to be a writer? Um, Sometimes not very well, Um, (laughs) um, (laughs) but I I definitely, it was was like my touchstone. and I, I bounced around through, through college and actually through, through every level of schooling, I sort of split my time between um, more mainstream public education and, you know, more unique um, private education or just, you know, alternate education, which I think was really nice. And it, it gave me a good background for both the more creative aspects of writing, but also the more analytical um, side of it. And so I, mm-hmm. I was studying biology. And, um, I, you know, I just wrote throughout my, my schooling, which, you know, that my, my homework might've suffered a little bit, <laughs> the, the, the split <laughs> focus there. Um, but I, I'm also a person who likes to bite off way more than, than they can chew and just, uh, kind of go at 95% all the time. Um, which right. know, writing, writing works with that. Um, though, the mental health doesn't always, <laughs> so. <Right>. exactly. <laughs> Yes, I'm an overscheduler myself too. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I like to set a deadline and then be like, "All right, let's uh, let's see if we can make it." <laughs> mhm. And when you finished Smoke and Rain, did you? Um, I think you indie published that one, didn't you? Yeah, I, I indie published that one, and actually, before I even published Smoke and Rain. Um, originally the series was actually just two books and then I split both in half. So I had written um, what's now the the third and fourth books and finished it, like draft finished it um, before I published Smoke and Rain. And um, and now I've completely rewritten that. Um, There's like two characters who have stayed the same pretty much. But uh, I think part of what came, came out of that is I I was able to really understand like, okay, this, this is your point. This is what you're getting at. Um, so, so that was really, really beneficial. And yeah, I just, I, I didn't really want to deal with the, the gatekeepers though. I did try the traditional publishing querying and I did get some bites and some requests, but it just wasn't for me. 
Right. Have you since? Have you? Have you? Are you just indie published? My novels are are all indie published. Um, I've had several of my sh- my short fiction pieces uh, published in some magazines um, and anthologies and things like that. Um, but yeah, we. I, I just prefer the um, the flexibility, especially because my job is like mm-hmm. kind of uh, either, either all or nothing. Um, so my, my schedule <laughs> doesn't work very well with <laughs> with like normal schedule. Right. So. Right. Yeah, I'm I'm a hybrid author now, so I mm-hmm. indie publish one series of my own, and then I have a publisher for the other. And I definitely love indie publishing. I just love the control you have, you know, and you can decide, mm-hmm. hey, it's Valentine's Day, I'm going to have a sale, um, you know. So yeah, it, I I really like the the flexibility and the control that you get through indie publishing. You can be a bit a bit more creative with your marketing too, because you don't have to necessarily justify something with like oh it's going to be a great you know return of investment you can sort of be like let's you know there's let's just try it let's see what happens um and that's that's really right. fun, i think mm-hmm. i i totally agree and it when you um after you published smoke and rain had you joined any writers groups like are you in the sfwa or any of those organizations um, I'm not yet in that one. Um, I have, I'm part of several, um, like Facebook author groups, um, which is about as, oh, okay. as organized as I get. Um, I do, I do <laughs> take part in various conferences. <laughs> um, so I, I was able yeah. to go to the, um, the book baby, uh, independent author conference in Philly last year and, um, a couple different writers retreats and things like that. And, um, again, with the, with the nice. flexibility, it's, it's really nice to be able to kind of poke around at those and not be nailed down to, um, you know, certain, certain appearances. Right. And it's really nice to be able to connect with other writers because it's, you know, we write in this cave and, and make ourselves get through the middle of the book. And, and it's so nice to be with other people who share that same challenge of going, wow, I would rather do dishes than write this chapter, but okay. Um, (laughs) You know, it's good to have other people who understand Mm -hmm. that when I'm folding laundry, I'm really thinking about my book. (laughs) Yeah. I have a, a fantastic critique partner and, Actually, our processes are completely different, which is really nice in a lot of ways because, you know, when one of us is in the doldrums, the other one will be like, well, actually, I'm working on this. And it's like it can kind of shift our brains, I think. We can we can bounce things off of each other and get a unique perspective um, that, you know, when, when we're just kind of entrenched in the procrastination or plot not right. or whatever it happens to be. Yeah, it's really nice to have, you know, a, a support group of people who have the same addiction you do <laughs> and <laughs> can help you navigate. <laughs> mm-hmm. So sure. are there any other genres that you're dying to write? Like I asked you before the show, I'm like, you're an archaeologist. Why don't you write historical? I mean, are, are you, do you, do you imagine an Indiana Jones book in you or anything like that? Well, Travelers is actually um, pretty close to Indiana Jones um, in in a lot of ways because it takes place on Earth. Um, and oh, okay. The character Nell, she's a total skeptic, um, and she thinks that like she she hates sci-fi. Um, so in those ways, she's not like me at all. <laughs> um, but obviously, as as a bunch of stuff is discovered at this site that um, she's in charge of, and things really start to go south. Um, you you get to see a little bit more of the 
Raiders of the Lost Ark Nazi punching um, Indiana Jones side. And uh, oh, that's, that's been really fun. Um, but I do, I, I would love to write like a, a steampunk um, type thing, like maybe, maybe like a steampunk uh-huh. pirate thing. Um, I, oh, I yeah. love nautical things. <laughs> I love ships. Mm-hmm. Um, terrified of water, love ships. So <laughs> I um, <laughs> would like to kind of delve into that a bit. And um, yeah, and I also have cool. have some ideas for like a more magical um, fantasy because because smoke and rain and reforged, there's definitely magic and gods and you know these these sort of um, mystical things, but very few people can access those powers. So I think it'd be fun to oh. write something where magic is a little bit more accessible and there's different kinds and different people can use it in different ways. Right. So so your characters could actually be magic workers. Yeah. Yeah, that would be cool. So never say never. No, <laughs> no. no. <laughs> I, I definitely uh... When that steampunk comes out, I want to know. Yeah. <laughs> Oh yeah. Well, well, we're like eight books out, but yeah. <laughs> always planning There's projects. There's always so many like books. Decades. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So many yeah. books and not enough time. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so um, I always ask because it's October, and I like to to find out what people enjoy. I always do an annual Halloween movie countdown on Facebook. But anyway, what are some of your favorite Halloween things to watch this time of year? I love uh, more like paranormal horror. Um, I'm not I'm not a mm-hmm. fan of like people just like slicing each other up for the fun of it. That's yeah, not my bag. I'm not into that <laughs> no. Um, yeah, serial killer thing, uh, not my thing. Yeah, that's just you know, like it, it can be fun, but but no. Um, I I love like the alien films. Um, mm-hmm. You know, they're they're space horror, and um, right. I definitely I I love the witch. Um, you know, which which came out last last year, two years ago. I don't know. It was probably way longer than that. <laughs> and uh, is I that just, the like, one the that's low? Yeah. Is that the one that with the little village where they something's out in the forest? Is that the witch? Yeah, yeah. It's um, it's like a little homestead, and um, yes. What what I love about it is, um, you know, no no spoilers or anything, but you're really not sure for a lot of the film what's actually going on because you know there's the whole like prairie fever that that happens mm-hmm. with people who are isolated like that, and you really don't know if it's just right. this, like weird religious paranoia. Or if it's real, yes. And um, I, I just really liked the the atmosphere of that. And then um, one of my other like favorite ones, and this is like a really <laughs> dividing movie. I feel like you either love it or you hate it. Um, <laughs> but I really enjoyed um, it. It follows. Um, oh, I haven't which seen was that like, one. Oh, I I love it. It has again, it's very atmospheric. Um, and I actually discovered it through the person who did the soundtrack. Um, whose name is Disasterpiece, and um, mm-hmm. they did music for a video game that I love, and so I was sort of intrigued by It Follows, and it has, um, the premise is basically a sexually transmitted monster that just slowly walks towards you at any given time, it's approaching you and you don't know where, and when it when it does get to you, it kills you, and then it goes back to the person who gave it to you, if they're not dead yet. Oh my gosh. Um and wow. it, you know, it's, 
there, there's a little bit of gore, but it's it's definitely way more psychological, and I just love that one. Nice. Yeah, one yeah. of my favorites is um, is The Others. Have you seen that one? It's yes. older now, oh, but God, that's it, so it's good. so mm-hmm. atmospheric and cool and, you know, just that misty, weird house. <laughs> and, yeah, uh, I just, I, I eat up, you know, spooky horror like that. I really liked Crimson Peak, too. That was that Oh, was yeah, I, I haven't started that, but I, I want to, so. Yeah, Crimson Peak is well worth seeing because the house itself becomes one of the characters. It's just, it's really, mm-hmm. really cool. Definitely perfect for this time of year. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and if um if you've ever checked out uh, Justella by Susan Polwick, I believe, um, it's a horror short and it's it's paranormal. Um, and uh-huh. the protagonist is is a werewolf, and she ages at the rate of a dog. So every year she ages seven. Oh my gosh! And it's it's so creepy because it's written in second person. So it's all you know. You do this. This oh, happens to you. It's really uh-huh. impressive, and it's definitely definitely a creepy one. Yeah. Oh, I like that. I love I love um, reading short stories. I I got my start publishing short stories first. I I wrote horror first, and and um, <laughs> so I I love sitting down and being able to get a whole a whole complete story during lunch is I enjoy yes. that very much. <laughs> yeah, when 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 you're so busy, it's really nice to be able to just like bite sized. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and I think it's sometimes it's sort of a, you know, forgotten forgotten art. I mean, you look at Shirley Jackson and and Ray Bradbury and um, Poe, of course, and all that, and you're mm-hmm. just like, wow, these are so good. But you know, it's it's just different with publishing. Back then, they were publishing for magazines, and there really aren't that many magazines out there anymore, especially that publish fiction. So it's harder to get publishers to to support short fiction. So it's it's a toughie. But yeah. I love when you find a really good one. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's it's really fun, and I think. I think it's a totally different, I mean, I, I love writing short fiction as well. Um, though I, you know, I sort of end up on the lengthy side, but mm-hmm. it's a totally different way of reading and writing. And it really yes. gets your brain going in, in, in a completely different path than, than, you know, traditional sort of more longer novel length stuff. Right. Definitely. And, and I think for um, anybody who's listening, who's an inspire, aspiring writer or just dabbling, I think short fiction really teaches you to make every word matter. Um, so yeah. it's an excellent thing to put in your toolkit as a writer because when you write short fiction and there is a word count limit, you really have to go in there and, you know, find those verbs that are actually describing your character, not just what they're doing, you know, kind of thing. It's, mm-hmm. it's a good exercise. Yeah, yeah, definitely. So who are some of your favorite authors who, like, inspire you to write more books? Who do you like to read? Well, <laughs> I was originally uh, really inspired by Tamara Pierce. Um, that was the first uh, – her, her book, Alana, was the first book where I actually saw myself on a cover, so to speak. Oh. Um, mm-hmm. And, you know, I, I it was one of those scholastic book fairs, and uh, yes. I saw this, this tomboy redhead – on the cover of this book and she was holding a sword 
and it said that she was disguising herself as a boy, and I'm like, oh my god, <laughs> I didn't I didn't know there was a book about me, and uh, oh, it's a lot of so fantasy, cool. you know, it's it's the farm boy, um, or or what have you, or the women are are princesses, which you know there's there's nothing wrong with that, but that wasn't me, and uh, right, so so she really inspired me in the way that I knew I could write characters that I wanted to write. Um, and not just what I thought people wanted to read. Um, mm-hmm. And then as far as, as far as style goes, I, I really like Patrick Rothfuss's um, lyrical style. Um, mm-hmm. And then J.A. Pitts wrote the uh, Sarah Bow Hall series. And I have just adored those. Um, some great urban fantasy, Norse mythology in um, the Pacific Northwest. Oh, so. Oh, yeah. nice. I love playing with mythologies and putting them, making the mythology sort of be the fish out of water, putting them in an unexpected location. The, those are really cool. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. It's, uh, it, it's so much fun to kind of like tweak things that we've, we've understood for, for a long time, but, you know, putting them in these new settings where they're kind of alien in their own right. Right. And, we're we're actually running out of time, but what's next for you? What are you working on? What are you working on now? Um, well, I'm frantically trying to finish the final uh, Reforged book, um, which is actually I'm, I'm finally past the the doldrum part, which is nice. <laughs> I'm, I'm actually like yay! You're in the exciting um, and, uh, stretch. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, really exciting. Kind kind of bittersweet. Um, and then I'm working on the fourth book in the Nell Bentley books. Um, which is Heretics, and that'll be out later um, this coming year, uh, so in fall of 2020. And uh, nice. that's that's also really fun. It's it's starting to get really really dark um, before the dawn. <laughs> mm-hmm. And uh, yeah, there's there's a total of six books in in that series, so um, we're we're halfway there. Nice. Well, thanks so much for being on today. And um, everyone, check out our website. Are you uh, active on social media? Should they find you on Facebook? Yeah, I um, I have a Facebook page, which is uh, facebook.com slash author vs. Holmes, I believe. And um, I'm on Instagram, uh, vs. underscore Holmes. And Twitter as well, same uh, same handle. I'm the most candid on Twitter. Um, and if you don't okay. mind seeing pictures of of dead things and bugs and my dog, <laughs> um, that's that's where where Instagram is. So perfect. Well, thanks so much for being on today. It was thanks great for to joining have us you. on Book Lights. Be sure to connect with us at www.readersentertainment.com for articles, blogs, videos, and podcasts that matter to readers. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.